listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. It is one of our favorite times of year, back to school season. And even though the pandemic is still definitely complicating things, we will not let it steal our joy over freshly sharpened pencils and new crisp notebooks. (laughs) So this episode, we'll talk all about what the back to school season looks like this year for us as a public school and a homeschool family. We'll answer some listener questions about back to school time and just share some general school mom tips. We we both have a couple years in Mm -hmm. of school aged kiddos. We we have a little bit of wisdom. But first, what's going on around the neighborhood? Okay, the big news at my house is that Maeve started childcare. Yay! <laughs> I have been no small thing. Oh my gosh, no small thing. I had always planned to have some childcare for her, and I thought maybe by the time she was about ten months old or a year, mm-hmm. I would get some, you know, part-time childcare, and that just didn't work out with. Uh, the pandemic with her being extra shy because she's a pandemic baby, all of these things. So it has finally worked out. Um, She is going to go two days a week to a daycare center where we also had the boys, where it's just the most loving Mm -hmm. place. So I feel so good about that care. And so anyway, this just represents a really huge, yeah. uh, just kind of new season for me yeah, where totally. I have a little bit of childcare. So anyway, Good very, very Good excited to get that new routine going. Mm-hmm. Um, in our house, Jeremiah right now, as we record this has the girls on another four day camping weekend. I love, this is a dad superpower. This is a dad superpower for sure. It is. I feel like, wait, like pinch myself when he does this. Right. So it's kind of actually become a back to school tradition where we do something that weekend before. Mm-hmm. And the last two years, we, we had done like a little staycation when they were going back to public school. But now the last two years, he has taken them in addition to his Labor Day camping mm. weekend. He takes them like the weekend before we start the school week oh, wow. or school year. And that way I can like get the school room already, get, you know, myself together, surprise them with a couple things that, you know, are exciting and new when they come back since we're all here. All That's the time. right. Oh, win-win. So, oh man. It has just been so nice to collect my thoughts to, you know, spread out and yes. plan things out without them being like, Oh, what are you doing? Yes. What's that book? And <laughs> wandering off with it. So it's been really, really nice. Oh, that sounds lovely. So let's give a general overview of what back to school time will look like for your family this year. Okay, so my school-age boys are in third grade and first grade. I'm so excited about both of these grades. They are going to our neighborhood public school in person. Okay, so along with going back to school in person, I know a lot of people will wonder, are we worried about COVID and the Delta variant? So I'll just kind of tell you where, where we are on this. So we are feeling, I think, concerned, but not feeling scared. Mm -hmm. Um, Personally, I do wish we still had a mask mandate in place for schools, but I am trying to focus on what we can control. So our approach is going to be that our boys are going to be wearing masks at school. And lately, Chris and I have also gone back to wearing masks in public kind of also in solidarity with the boys, just because we're asking Mm -hmm. them to do that more. So um, our boys have always been really great about wearing their masks. Um, I will say they, they are among the very, very few kids at their school wearing masks and, and we're definitely among very few adults wearing masks at our school. So anyway, that's kind of the situation there. 
Um, in terms of how back to school looks for the rest of our family, um, like I mentioned, Maeve has just started some part-time childcare. So I'm really starting to feel that return of the routine with the boys at school on weekdays. And Maeve is in daycare two days per week for school day hours. And then Chris is still working from home um, most of the time. He rarely goes into the office, but he's gearing up for a new semester. Um, so that kind of always feels like back to school mm-hmm. energy too. But now will he, will he teach in person at all? Or is he teaching all online too? He is actually teaching, I think just online. He's okay. actually taught online for years okay. and it would just always kind of depend like which class he gets assigned. Mm-hmm. So that is not as new for him, but just kind of an extra bonus yeah. that he's already that used to teaching online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what it's looking like for us. Cool. Okay. So we are starting officially August 11th. Okay. Um, we actually, I guess we started a slow start, okay. a soft start, I if like you that. will, a couple of weeks before that. I was just realizing that we were kind of summered out. There's only so many times you can go in the pool. Yeah. It's hot here. There's not, you know, the, I don't have, the, here we don't have the endless like summer days where they can right. just be outside till it yes. gets dark, you know, and so mm-hmm. just, you run out of things to do. So we had kind of started slowly trickling in a few more things, adding on to our routine, um, like building up to a full school day, mm-hmm. I think by the 11th. So we started to also get back to more normal bedtime and wake up times. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that month they're camping right now. And then Monday we're going to do, I think like pool and movies. Mm-hmm. They're going to be tired from camping. They're coming back all yeah. the way from California. So we're going to just have a fun day. Um, last day of summer kind of deal. And then Tuesday, I think I'm going to take them shopping during the day for a new back to school outfit Ooh, and like maybe that. some new That's shoes cute. just because they could use it anyways. And they think it's fun. Yes. And then I think we're going to do a family dinner date of their choosing. I love that. Before we start on Wednesday. And this episode is coming out on the day that you're starting oh, school. So that's kind of nice. first day of school to us. That's right. So we asked for questions about back to school time from you guys on Instagram. So let's answer a few of those from listeners. We have a question from Kayla. She says, any tips for a first time school mom, a new kindergartner here who did not do preschool due to COVID? That's hard. That is, that is hard, mama. Um, I think what, what I would say, and I, I know that you will echo this, but kindergarten is the time where you're learning how to be in school. It is a time for numbers and letters and sharing and all of that. So I think just try to remind yourself that your child is exactly where they should be. And they don't need to go in knowing exactly their skill level can like can be zero. Mm -hmm. So they're exactly Mm -hmm. where they should be. And I would also add, given that we're still doing school through a pandemic, as much as you can try to focus on what you can control. Yeah. Kind of like I talked yeah. about, decide what your family policies mm-hmm. are, um, what your concerns are, things like that, and then act accordingly and just try not try to stress to about the rest. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so good because I think when you're a new school mom, you're just feeling anxious no matter what, right. even when there's not a pandemic going on. And so it can you can tend to get a little, at least I do. I don't know if anybody else does, but I get very controlly mm. about little mm-hmm. things when I'm feeling anxious. So just try to remember that, that that's great advice. Um, so I was a public school teacher too, for those of you who don't know. So I have lots to say about these <laughs> probably. Um, first of all, yeah, just echoing what Kelsey said, they're more than likely more ready than you think they yeah. are. Just because they didn't go to preschool does not mean right. they're going to be behind. It's yeah. all so developmental. Every time you color with your kids, Mm -hmm. every time you read a book with your kids, all of that counts. That's Mm -hmm. all getting them ready for school and 
you don't need to have run a whole Montessori preschool right. in your home for them to Not be ready. Um, that being said, some things that might be helpful is just to start practicing routines. But mm-hmm. by that, I don't mean letters and numbers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean like literally their routines, their their bathroom routine. Like, mm-hmm. are they able to, you know, snap their pants by themselves mm-hmm. or make sure you get them some things that they can do independently because the bathroom is new and. Mm. You know, there was just a lot of dealing with bathrooming when I taught kindergarten because kids are used to their mom being around maybe or a preschool where they maybe got more assistance. And this is their first time like, okay, it's bathroom break time. You all go in there and have fun. That's a great point. So independent skills like shoes, Mm -hmm. clothing, make sure you're sending them in things that they can do independently or practice those things. Um, And then practicing routines like what do we do with our backpack when Mm -hmm. we come home from school? Just some of those things and getting them into like the, the bedtime routine, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a few more thoughts on this. They might cry mm-hmm. or say they don't want to go back. Mm. They may scream and cling onto your leg in terror. Mm-hmm. And I promise you 99% of the time it will be better by like two weeks in. Oh yeah. So just, it does not mean that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. It does not mean that something horrible is happening and happening at school. Right. In fact, it's a good sign that you you are their safe place. It's mm-hmm. mostly just because it's new and uncomfortable and yep. some kids have a harder time with that than others. So just let them borrow your confidence. Don't mm-hmm. freak out with them. Let them know that like, this is okay. Mm-hmm. I, mommy always comes back. Yeah. We're good, you know, and, and try not to make it mean anything yet. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and that's hard to do when your kids are upset. I know it is, yes. but I, it, from personal experience, I had kids dropped off to me who couldn't even speak English mm. and they might cry. And then we get going on a game or Play-Doh mm-hmm. and they're fine within yep. 10 minutes once you're out of sight. Yes. So just try to remember that. Um, another thing, they're going to be very tired, mm. especially if they're doing full day, which most kindergartens are now. Yep. Um, go easy on the schedule that first month. Don't have a whole bunch of stuff scheduled otherwise with mm-hmm. extracurriculars or other events. Lots of after-school unstructured play, snuggles, Mm -hmm. movie, snacks. They're Mm -hmm. going to be starving and thirsty when they get Mm -hmm. home. Just focus on those basic needs and the relationship and know that everybody's going to be a little tired and off. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, okay, sorry, I'm giving you a book on each of these. Get to know the teacher. um, Send an email. Give them a little card. Maybe, you know. For sure, send an email if you have a question. But also just realize that the first month is crazy for teachers. Mm -hmm. And they have, they don't know your kid very well yet. Mm -hmm. So give that a month to settle into a good routine to let them get to know your kids before you're like barraging them with questions, unless it's a really urgent thing. I think, again, that can be our tendency because to us, our kid is the world and to the teacher, they are a part of their world, but they have maybe up to 30 other kids who are also their parents' world. So Mm -hmm. just keep that in mind as they're getting to know families and teachers and give them a minute before you decide mm-hmm. this teacher doesn't communicate enough, you right. know, and really a teacher is not supposed to tell you every in and out that is happening exactly. through the day. Even exactly. if you do want to know that information, let things mm-hmm. settle in and then you'll get to know more and get a chance to get in and volunteer and do all that stuff. Yes. Great. Okay. Great advice. You have so much. Wisdom I have so much. I'm out topic. of breath. Okay. <laughs> so here's a question from Melanie. What is the best way to handle extracurricular activities without going crazy? Great question. So I actually was just reading an article about this by the great Emily Oster. I believe it's in the New York Times and I will link to it in the show notes. And she was talking about how to kind of like generally how to make family decisions. But I think she gave the example of extracurriculars and I completely agree with her approach, which is to decide your family values 
first mm. and then fill in the extra cur- cur- See if that curriculars. Fits into that. Exactly. So for example, don't start with, do the kids want to do dance or soccer or both? Start with, we as a family value maybe, for example, not having an activity every weekday evening, or we don't want commitments on Sunday, or maybe it's we want each child to be in music lessons and a sport, whatever it is, and then do your extracurriculars. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think the question without going crazy, like going crazy will mean something different for each family. What might bother you might not bother you. Exactly. And so figure out what is going to feel good for your family and then and then add it in after that. I will say for, for us so far, kind of our guidelines have been, um, not starting an organized sport until you're in kindergarten. And then when you do an extracurricular, we just do one at a time for each kid. Yeah. That's us too. Um, yeah, I would say you are the boss of your schedule Mm -hmm. and as a parent, you're the boss of your family's schedule. And I think we can start to feel pulled in a lot of directions, especially as our kids are school age, that they should be doing all these things, but make sure you're doing it because they want to, and you want to, and it aligns with your family values. Mm -hmm. I love that point. Not just because you feel like you have to. Mm -hmm. And I think especially after this year, when a lot of us carry around a lot of like sadness or guilt over what our kids lost in terms of socialization and activities, it can be, um, tempting to just get them in all of the things because they missed out on so much. Mm -hmm. I would just caution against that. Don't, don't get rid of all the unstructured time Mm -hmm. either. That's really important for kids. Um, yeah, we have kind of the same philosophy. We only pursue one major thing at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, so right now, for example, my kids are doing gymnastics twice a week, Um, that's just, they're in the program now where they go two times a week. And then we are doing like a pretty informal co-op with two other families every other Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I teach them piano. So I don't really count that as an extracurricular, even though, yeah, but I, I do value like something maybe more creative and Mm -hmm. some sort of sport Mm -hmm. and not that they have to, but that's kind of our limit. Um, and in terms of just logistics management, if that's maybe more what you were, you know, once you've decided what you're mm-hmm. actually comfortable doing, we have a huge family wipe off whiteboard calendar mm-hmm. that, you know, I put things into our Google calendar, but then I put that on there. So we have a visual reminder. So mm-hmm. anybody walking by can see, you know, what days we have gymnastics or when they were in public school, more of like the, you know, events that might be happening at school, the daddy daughter dance, whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, that way all four of us kind of see Mm -hmm. that on a regular basis. Another thing I am thinking about because we actually just started our first sport of the year this morning. And so we had the, the whole family there to watch Dash's game. And I have to admit that I do not love the experience of trying to watch my kid in sports while also managing other children. I, I really do not like that type of distracted attention. And what we've done in the past, and I was kind of thinking about, oh, we kind of need to get into our routine. Um, Chris and I would take turns like going to the games. And I personally, I would rather miss some games. And then the games I am there, I'm fully Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I think, you know, you could do something too, where you have that conversation with your um, husband, partner, 
or if one of your parents is going to be there or something where like, Hey, will you manage mm-hmm. these kids mm-hmm. for the first part of the game? And then we'll switch or something. But I, anyway, I feel like that's something too, that can make it feel hectic and not as enjoyable yeah. if and you're I, not getting to enjoy it. I remember it. back to my own childhood and maybe it's because we had four kids, but my, my parents were constantly tag teaming like that. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to soccer practice this time. You're yep. taking her to piano. And it wasn't this like pressure that I feel like sometimes our generation mm-hmm. puts on ourselves as parents to be at everything all the time. Right. Like our kids don't need us at visually seeing them do every single mm-hmm. thing they do every time. Mm-hmm. They need us generally supportive right. and excited for mm-hmm. their accomplishments and, you know, there. So I think you don't have to be sitting at every soccer practice right. with the orange slices to right. be a good soccer mm-hmm. mom. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. This question is from Kelly. What do your before school and after school routines look like? Ooh, love questions about routines. Mm -hmm. So we just went back to school just this past week. So we're still kind of getting this established, but we do already have pretty good morning routine. I was very intentional about our morning routine for the summer and it ended up working pretty well. So mostly carrying that forward, it looks like the boys wake up. They usually are up between 5.30 and 6. They get dressed, they make their beds. Then they do just a little job or chore like taking out the compost or the recycling. They have breakfast and then brush their teeth. Then we usually will have some time since they get up so early, you Mm -hmm. know, 30 minutes to an hour and they can kind of play. Usually in the morning, it's pretty chill Mm -hmm. and we're just kind of hanging out, Mm -hmm. um, whatever in the afternoon. So right now it is still very hot. So we're just coming straight home from school, but when it cools off, I hope we'll get back to our routine of stopping at the park every day after school where several other families also meet up. But right now they come home, have a snack. I'm trying to have a snack, like ready to go. You know how they are so hungry. Yes. I have a cup of water, have the snack ready, like popcorn and apples has been a great, really easy one lately. And then they have time to play together or with neighborhood friends kind of to be seen still what the homework will look like this year. I'm expecting it to be still pretty light Mm -hmm. and maybe not even a daily um, situation. So we'll kind of figure that out. I have noticed, I think just for my boys, evening has not always been a great time for homework. They've been in school all day and we still have kind of an early bedtime. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of feels hard to fit that in and felt like um, a battle not worth having, but what does work for us is sometimes morning time. Like I said, they're up early. That is kind of a more with those early bird cooperative Mm -hmm. time. So anyway, kind of being creative about, um, homework time. Mm -hmm. We usually eat dinner around five 30. They might play with friends a little bit more, and then it's kind of daily bath or shower and heading to bed seven or seven 30. Okay. So we, I'll tell you kind of what we're doing now and what we did maybe Mm-hmm. when we were in public school, because it's very different now, obviously. Something I love about homeschooling, I have to admit, you know, I'm not a morning person. Yes. And so the slower starts to the mornings and not the pressure of mm-hmm. backpacks packed, lunches packed. All, right. I don't miss there are that so many things. one single bit. But so now we get ready. The girls get ready before they even come downstairs. And we've done that even since they were little, mm-hmm. even when I had to help them. If especially with a two-story house, like that transition of all the up and down is just real annoying. And the more you can limit transitions in the morning, the better. So they get ready and they're just in the habit now. They get dressed, brush teeth, do all the things before they even come downstairs. Then they eat um, and then they have a chore too. Usually it's like dishwasher or straightening up the living room. Um, They practice their piano in the morning because I've decided that 
I needed to make it part of a morning chore or else mm-hmm. it just doesn't get done regularly. Gotcha. So they have to do that before they go outside and then they go outside and they have like, they come in probably around eight forty-five. So mm-hmm. just depending on whenever they get done with all of that, they wake up around seven and then they, we start the school day by around eight forty-five. and they have kind of morning work that they do independently to start their school day mm-hmm. all the time. Like their journal, their handwriting, stuff like that. So that it kind of eases us in the day mm-hmm. without like, okay, now I am school mom and I am bossing <laughs> right. you around. It gives them a chance to get like yeah. cooled down, get them acclimated to mm-hmm. switching into school mode. When they went to school, it was similar, but just a lot earlier. Right. And a lot more moving parts with the lunch compressed. to pack <laughs> and all of the things. So yes. that's, but, but still kind of a similar routine. They just didn't have time to play outside. Usually they didn't have time to do all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, when they went to school, it was pick up at around 3.30, and then we'd come home, empty backpacks, put away lunch stuff and folders on the counter for me to check, bathroom, wash up, snack. Mm-hmm. And I would do homework right away mm-hmm. because otherwise it's the same thing. Yep. Evening By the evening time, they're just done. Yes. Um, but now we usually end our day around 2 to 2.30 at the latest. We Or earlier if we need to, later if we need to, but it's all very flexible. Um we're usually finishing something up or maybe coloring or doing some, you know, sensory type thing, mm-hmm. something with an audiobook to kind of end the day. Ooh, I like and that. I found that I needed to mark the ending of the day. Mm. Otherwise it was mommy, mommy, mommy all afternoon when mm. I needed a minute. So it right. was like, okay, we need something to transition us now back out of school mode. Gotcha. Um, so I learned that the hard way. What is and your, then, what is your, is that just your transition? Like the audio book? Yeah. I, I'm sort of like picturing like a bell that you ring. Oh, <laughs> you're going to say no, no. so like very specific. No, the transition is because I was reading to them at the end of the day, but I had already been talking gotcha. and reading so much that right. it just, it would be something I didn't feel like doing and then right. we wouldn't have a mm-hmm. smooth transition. So I've been saving our Harry Potter audiobook Ooh. for the end of the day. I like that. And usually they'll just be maybe finishing up something from you know, Spanish or science or something and color or just coloring in something okay. that they didn't finish. And it's just a nice, that's great. Okay. This mm-hmm. is now the end of the school day mm-hmm. when Harry Potter is very done. good. Um, and then, yeah, they free play for the afternoon or we might have, you know, gymnastics one of those days. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is after dinner time. And so it's just so nice. There's no rushing to extracurriculars. Right. There's no homework. Right. It's lovely. Very nice. <laughs> that, that is a definite benefit of homeschooling. Any other general tips or words of wisdom for school-age parents that maybe didn't fit Mm. under one of those questions? I think the couple of things that I will share, one thing I was thinking about is just that every school year is so different and your Mm -hmm. kids are at different ages and going through different things. So I think just being really open as you settle into your routines for the year and trying to be really specific about what is maybe feeling challenging about yeah. a routine, you know? Those pain points. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that always just really helps me, um, you know, it being able to step back, just if the mornings are feeling hard, like step back, is it that they need to get up earlier? Is it that they need to set their clothes out the night before? I don't know, just kind mm-hmm. of all of these things. And sometimes those little, those little changes can make a really big difference. Can um, I give an example of yes, that? Please. This is one I'm dealing with right now okay. in real time. So my girls have a Jack and Jill bathroom mm-hmm. and I hate, hate it. Do you? I, Do know, not I know people feel kind of hot and cold on yeah, this. It's nice, but it's also like this own, their own little den of right. messing around that right. they don't have, yes. have to even come out of their rooms for. I can see that. And with two girls, it's only going to get worse, I imagine. <laughs> and so it's just what I've decided to do 
I think we're going to try this for like starting the new school year. That's always a good time to implement something. It really new. is. It's like yes. this natural transition. Yes. So they, they don't buck the system mm-hmm. as much. I'm going to say one of them has to get ready all the way before they come down. And the other one has to come have breakfast first. Oh, I love and it. And then they have to switch. I love it. Because both of them in there in the morning at yep. the same time is either fighting or messing around mm-hmm. lately a lot. They're just at the ages where everything's goofy mm-hmm. and silly. They're not giving each other any privacy. Yeah. So I think I'm going to, but yeah, it's like, what specifically is bothering me other right. than just being annoyed with exactly. them every single morning? Yes. So we're going to try exactly. that. <laughs> I think that the, like the homework example that I mm-hmm. gave, like where if you're having battles about homework all the time, you know, is it something like switching where they do it or when mm-hmm. they do it? You know, sometimes little things like that. So anyway. Good luck on good luck on the bathroom situation. Um, just the only other thing, and, and you said this already, but heaping gratitude on the teachers yes. that oh, your man. kids They've had have. a rough couple of years. They are always deserving of it. They are especially so right mm-hmm. now. If you have something to address with the teacher, you know that you might be kind of coming in that feels like a complaint or a criticism. I love the phrase "help me understand." Yeah. Can you help me under understand yeah. this, Why we do this, this situation? Certain way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and just remember that you're on a team with yeah. the teacher yeah. that just st- starting out that way, just always and that you're goes both the way. grownups. Yes. I think sometimes it's so easy. We're, we're like, we're, we're sending our little heart out into the world. Right. And so mm-hmm. we feel very protective, but just remembering that they love your kids too. Mm-hmm. And like, you're the grownups and try to solve it as the grownups, not right. necessarily take like everything your child says as yes. gospel truth exactly. or, you know, they may not, they may not fully understand the situation. Yes. Um, okay. I've said a lot. <laughs> So you, I'll just, you have so much to I say. So I love hearing say. everything you say about these topics. <laughs> but I will just leave on like a bit of a note of encouragement on that note is that know that this year might still be really hard for mm-hmm. lots of reasons out of everyone's control. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you had a great point about just focusing on controlling what you can mm-hmm. and don't expect that after the year and a half that schools have had trying to, you know, build the ship as they fly it, that, mm. that this is going to be easy still this year. Um, and they're, they're dealing with a lot of decisions as the pandemic evolves also. And just to remember that earlier on in the pandemic, I think it was easy to remember that the overall goal was safety and mm. connection as a family. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that is something I think the pandemic taught us mm-hmm. and that we can take with us into the school year, that the goal of education should be about connection and love of learning mm. and that you can still make that your overall goal, mm-hmm. even out of a pandemic yes. that, that sometimes that gets lost in our uber competitive mm-hmm. individualized society. And I think we can set that tone in our own house and, and with how we treat the schools and the administration and the teachers, and then the pressure we put on our kids and ourselves also in the school setting and remember the point of it all mm-hmm. and that it's not to it's not about letter grades it's not about right. achievement um or productivity mm-hmm. you know we're so we get so obsessed even with little kids and so just take a deep breath it's it's all going to be okay focus on what matters i love that all right what are you obsessed with currently <laughs> Okay. I am obsessed with my new super cheap lap desk. Oh, nice. I kind of want one of those. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have been wanting a lap desk for a couple of years. And this was one of the things that I actually have it 
on my Pinterest wish list that I'll like send to Chris for Christmas birthday yeah. ideas. And it has not been gifted to me. <laughs> it's and it's one of those things I'm like, but I think I really want one. Yeah. Yeah. And on my wish list is kind of a nicer one from Etsy or something. But mm-hmm. I was just at Target and it was probably like in the cheap, you know, school yeah. supplies. Yeah. I was like, I am getting this for myself. Good job. And I love it. Do you love it? Because I, I have an armchair in my room where I sit often to work on my computer or even just, I noticed when I wanted to write in my journal, like mm-hmm. I was trying to like write on my journal, like in my lap in yeah. bed. It's like a weird or, angle sometimes. Yeah, super weird. Oh my gosh. And this solves all the I problems. Like I need to get this. You too. need one. You yeah. need one. I can't, And I, as my boys are getting older and doing my homework and stuff, I feel like they would love yeah. to have one. Like, I feel like I had one as a kid. I feel like we should have it for homeschool too. Like yeah. you want to go do your work in your bed? Ooh. Have at it. Yes. Cute little lap desks. Oh. Put it on the list. Okay. Amazon. Um, <laughs> All right. On that note, I am just obsessed with our homeschool room. I might uh, need to give you a little tour I, before we leave. I do need leave. a tour for it's, sure. It's basically the same, but I added a lot of shelving and I just, that space brings me so much joy. It's still super multifunctional for our family. There's a big couch up there. We can all sit and watch a movie or something. So it still feels like home and cozy. I don't mm-hmm. think I schoolified it too much, no. but we recently added like three of the Ikea, you know, the big eight cube mm-hmm. shelves that go now the whole length of the one wall under the TV. So it almost has like a built-in feel. And it's just, it just brings me so much joy creating that space. And that was always the fun part of teaching too, is just creating that classroom and making it cozy. And I added a little science station. I'm just really excited about it. So I feel like that just marries these two passions and skills that you have, the decor and coziness with education. Yeah. So that is just absolutely perfect for you. It's really a fun part about homeschooling. I think that's all we have. So happy new school year to you. Everyone take a deep breath. We have made it to a new school year. Thank you so much for listening. Um, You can find us always between shows on Instagram. We're high girls next door and find our girl next door podcast page on Facebook. You can always also send us an email at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com and find the show notes for this episode in your podcast player or on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. Too much lead in. (laughs) That sentence had like three starts to it. I know. (laughs) I do that too.